0: Hey there, where have you been? Welcome to the No Jet Stress podcast, the show that helps you maintain optimal health and peak performance as a road warrior, no matter how much you travel. I'm your host, Christopher Babioli, traveller wellness advocate, nutritional therapist, author and ex-flight attendant of 20 years at British Airways, one of the UK's largest airlines. Welcome back. I'm back with Matthew Holman, the co-founder of the business travel well-being uh community and the founder of simpler health uh this is part two of our conversation and i'd really like to ask you matthew what is simpler about
1: so okay in detail, well please <laughs> oh in detail okay so what is simpler about so simpler was born out of my own experiences when uh when i lost my job so we've spoken about that recently or previously in the, in the other episode um and it came about because I had a lot of skills uh, doing different things. I guess I'm not master at everything, but you know lots of different skills across different parts of business and I wanted to go and help businesses to simplify things. So that's where it came from. So the name simpler came from making things simpler. That's why I get I get um it's interesting because people pronounce it incorrectly and I get it. so it, it's simpler, simpler, uh, but it's simpler because of exactly that point. Everything's because complicated. I want to make it simpler. Yeah, so that's where it started. And and the, the thing about the health and the mental health piece was never attached to it to start with. So the original was just simpler. Health came about because of some of the work that I was doing. So I was doing consulting work with small businesses. And I ventured into a business with some friends of mine. They owned a company and uh, it's now called Happy Full. but they owned a number of directories around well-being. So my journey into this sort of space, I, I sort of stumbled into a place where my friends owned businesses around health and well-being. And then I started learning. The journey was incredible. Simple of a sort of on the side because it was my consulting business and I was consulting yeah. with them. But it ended up being... I consulted with them for the whole thing. And then I I started going, okay, I want to do more in this space of health and well-being. And when I started Simpler, I, I genuinely had two thoughts or two things that drove it. First one was I never want another boss again. So that was one of the reasons. And secondly was I want to help people. And that's what Simpler is now. Even to this day, seven and a half years later, The primary KPI that we have is how many people we help, not how much money we make. So, you know, that's my team objective. The target I've set the team is let's help more people. And we do that now in so many different ways. And it's not just about, you know, mental health training or one of the big programs I've delivered over the last five years in particular is mental health first aid. And I've trained, I think, about 3000 people now through that one program. But it's about more. It's about all the things we do help to raise greater awareness. So Simpler is built on those principles. We help people. We want to encourage better conversations about topics like mental health or neurodiversity or menopause or whatever it is that sort of, you know, flowing around at the time where people are feeling maybe a little bit uncomfortable on that journey. So we make it more comfortable. And so the people that are in the team within Simpler, they're amazing because they have their own experiences and perspectives. And I love that. So you know, we're growing. We're growing organically. We're growing because there's a market demand for what we're doing. And it's been just incredible. Travel never really was in the frame. I never wanted to be in travel again. I never (laughs) wanted to come back. I said, that's it. I'm done. I've done my time. I've got my stripes. 20 years for that matter, right? 20 years. Yeah. You know, and, and I didn't want to come back into it. And then I felt I had to, because it all fell into the space of actually there's a lot of amazing humans in travel and I don't just mean the industry of travel, but I mean, travelers. Yes. And maybe they could need, or they could or they could engage or get some support through us. So that's what we do. So wherever we go, like the littlest hobos, we, you know, we, we, we wake up in the morning and where we're asked to go, we go because we know what we're doing. (laughs) We're helping people. That's it. Okay.
0: So you mentioned about 3000 people, but is that, do, do you uh, do, Corporate work. Um, I mean, I, I know you do <laughs> corporate work, but I want to just want to emphasize that you do corporate, you do small business, you do whatever. Anyone who needs, it could, can an individual come to you um, for training to be to be certified as a mental health first aider?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So we do um, so, so different ways we do it. So we've definitely got our corporate work. So we've got clients that so we work with some amazing you know, clients. And again, it, it's one of those things where I look back to what happened to me on that day in that, that January of 2016. And and now I'm working with some of the world's biggest businesses, training them in mental health, you know, and I'm like, sort of, wow, this is just like blows my mind a little bit. But we do individuals. So we do open courses so people can jump on, you know, they can sign up and they can become part of an open community course. We do, um, you know, groups for organizations charities we work with charities as well so we deliver courses to them and corporations of course so yeah we do we do the whole thing excellent okay nobody's left behind chris that's nobody left behind i love it okay
0: so narrowing the focus down a bit more now and this is drawing more on your um your personal experiences and i know you're quite open um, so I don't think there will be anything off limits. Not that I'm about to sort of like ask you no, for yeah. deep, and, <laughs> deep and dark uh, secrets, but um can I ask you, what was the one if there were, if you could point to one specific tool that you used as a business traveler that helped you with anxiety or whatever it was you were challenged with that was a frequent occurrence that our listeners can learn
1: from, what what wow. might you say that that was? um you know in all honesty total transparency it wasn't a good one it okay was, fair it enough it was I because I think about where I was in my career at that time I struggled a lot with loneliness isolation nobody knew about this I've known it's only in recent years that I've really spoken about it and 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 that was something that to to sort of cater for that I would I would drink Alcohol. Um, you know, I gave up smoking about three thousand times because every time I went on a trip, I carried, I started again. I had really unhealthy habits and behaviours, and and it's something that, you know, I'm not not ashamed to talk about now because it's the honest truth. I didn't take care of myself. My go to was, you know, I, I I struggled a lot, Chris, and and I think that's. The thing that maybe people would find surprising because people would say yeah but you were at the conference and you were always fun and you always had a laugh and you always did you know all the crazy stuff and you know maybe that was me masking a lot of me and 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 so my healthy you know I, I think la- latter years I was tired I yeah. was really tired I I flew a lot and I never recovered and I've got a family at home and a wife and children and and you know, and and they stayed. They stayed with me. They stood by me. And you know, I think I think my recovery from the anxiety was always to come home and have home cooked things. Right. But yeah, I don't. I don't really know if that. I don't think that answers your question because it's not. It's not healthy stuff. Well, it is interesting because we all have. Uh, I believe,
0: uh, as as also a veteran of flying uh, as cabin crew for an airline for twenty years, I believe that we all have. A kind of similar trajectory in some respects because I mean I guess my saving grace at some point was the fact that I was still doing nutritional therapy training to be a nutritional therapist so I could see things that I think well I'm definitely not going to go down that route but at times you know if you're eating at three o'clock in the morning on on the way over the pond from San Francisco or something that's not healthy so food if I were to look at myself I would say food would have been that, that thing for me. Um, Mm. And at the same time, uh, one of the positives that you mentioned there, that, uh, that I think was a saving grace, and I say it from my little understanding, is the fact that you came back to a supportive network in the family. And that doesn't mean there wasn't probably dramas going on in the family and stuff. And there's, there's a lot of research that talks about people having guilt about going away because of what they're leaving behind and so on and so forth. But at the same time, it kind of highlights the the important bit of having supportive networks around you that aren't necessarily work colleagues, you know, things outside of that who, you know, because work colleagues can be colleagues, but there might be people who are in charge of you or you report to you at some point, so performance issues might come into it. But that aside, That's really important as well. And therefore, for you to share that, I think is insightful for people listening. Uh, But I I, I can't let you get away with the flip side, which is that you are a, what's the word? A a, a model of health in the fact that you you run marathons, you're a keen runner, you really put that aspect of it to bed in terms of the fact that you corrected or it's just part of your lifestyle now. So can you talk about, lifestyle things that you think might be valuable to people um who might be trying to find their way
1: yeah definitely and i think you know you're right you now i i really value my health i i do and and i really focus on on that and what does that mean to me well you know i'm 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 nearly 50 years old and 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 i sort of realize now that you know my body it's breaking down in some ways so i need to look after it and i need to protect it and i and i wish everybody had you know i wish i had the foresight when i was 30 to go actually look after it a bit better um don't do as much harm to it but but the reality now is one of the things because i'm in this space which say you know where i'm helping people i need to take care of myself as much as i need to be there to help and support all these people and 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 that to me has become such a it's almost like a An obsession in many ways because i want to help more people right that's it but i only have these shoulders and these arms and i can't build those any i can build them bigger but you know what i mean i can't can't carry more but what i can do is learn how to keep myself flexible and strong and, and 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 alert and aware and and conscious and everything else so so that's what i do and and for anybody that sees me on social, you know, I, I talk about this thing called 2020 me. OK, this is my year. This is for me. This is all about me. This is, you know, it, from my perspective, right, I don't expect other people to buy that and go, oh, my God, it's all about Matt Holman because it isn't. My initials aren't ME anyway, you know, they're MH. Uh, but, but it was really <laughs> for me because... I had a couple of events and you spoke about running now running to me is, is a real passion. I'm actually injured at the moment. I've got an IT band issue, but I'm getting it seen by a physio. I reacted very quickly. So I'm not on, I'm not running, but I'm doing things like spinning and still going to the gym, which are things i never even 10, 12 months ago would have gone. What? No, I'm <laughs> never doing that. I I found the things that I really enjoy and that kick and that endorphin hits of, you know, exercise activity right. for me, is really important. So, so the 2020 me thing was Right. Where do I go with this? I want to run, and this is my target, I want to run a sub four-hour London Marathon because I knew I was doing London Marathon. I was doing it for the National Autistic Society. So if anything else, I'm raising money for an incredible charity and I'm going to support them. But I want to do a good job. I'd done a four-hour, 11, four years ago. And I thought, you know what? I want to do the, the sub four. And I put my mind to it. I focused. I stopped drinking. I went into ketosis. I started to, you know, shred some weight, which I wanted to do because I was carrying a little bit too much weight for for wanting to get to the speeds and paces that I wanted to get to. And I did it. And I got to London Marathon. I did a 346 and I was absolutely blown away. By You know, I did that. I did that. Nobody else did it for me. I didn't have somebody pushing me from behind. I didn't have somebody putting wheels under my shoes. I I did that and I was really happy. And I think that's it, isn't it? So yeah. so so I'm not saying it it's it's a constant happiness because I did it. Sure. But, but I was happy because I I'd, I'd looked at myself and said, right, okay, how do we do this? And one thing that it has done is it's expanded my capacity to help others because I'm fit, and I'm healthy, and I'm well. And I have a daughter, you know, who is very unwell with her mental health. And it's, it's, you know, public knowledge I share. And I've always said, to help her, I have to help myself first. And we are now in a space where I've got the best relationship with her than I've ever had. We talk openly about all these challenges, but she knows that I'm keeping myself fit now. And she said to me, and this is the thing that honestly, I just, it melts me. She said to me, she said, dad, I'm really proud of you because of what you're doing. And you know what? To have a very unwell child to say to their parent that, it makes me feel emotional saying it, but that's what she said. And, and, and so she recognizes the importance of it as much as I do. And that oh, to that's me is- cool. that, gold yeah
0: yeah and that's fuel in and of itself because yeah. what's that Maya Angelou saying you know you'll always remember how people make you feel right so so Definitely, that's yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah
1: it is right you know and I love that to pieces and I really wish for anybody that's got children or anybody that they're supporting with with mental health challenges you know the most important thing with your journey with that is to prioritize your health as well make sure you don't neglect yourself because that is they need healthy people and strong people around them Okay, I'm
0: getting excited now because you've kind of like dovetailed into something very specific that I want to ask. And here's the prelude to the question. So uh, I mentioned before, and to our audience, that you did a TEDx presentation, which was great. Now, my question to you is: If you were invited back, not not even back, if you were invited to the TED stage, what kind of message would you? Offer the TED stage, not the TEDx stage, and yeah, I'm talking yeah, about bit- orders of magnitude here, right? So,
1: hmm. I, you know, what I think it comes along with what I've just shared, I think it is about that piece around investing in yourself yeah you know you're the only one and this is the key right I, I've stood up on a few stages and a few conferences and said this you know you're the CEO of your own well-being now I know this is something that Jen Fisher from Deloitte has put out there as well so it's not I'm not taking that as mine but what I'm doing is taking that as a context or a concept and saying look you're the CEO of your own well-being which means you are you are the only person responsible for looking after yourself and and that I think is the message that everybody needs to hear because if you were setting up a business tomorrow and it was your well-being business about you and how healthy you are, you would invest in you. You would keep investing. You would keep doing it because when you do that, there's this wonderful thing, which is it encourages others to join. It encourages others to say, why can't I be healthy and well like this person? And the answer is simple where you can, if you invest in yourself. Yeah. And that's, isn't it? So, so my, my, thought of the Ted thing would be exactly that principle. Invest in you. Because yeah. you've only got one chance. I can tell you about how fun it is to run and how I love doing this activity. But you might not. But you've got to find your thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, I do. I feel I feel like everybody thinks I'm telling them to go running all the time. i don't <laughs> know if you talk about running so much they go, I'm still not going to go running. I'm still not going to go running. Okay. I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. You do what you like and I'll do what I like. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great answer. And
0: in in a way, kind of that is the core message that I think uh, our business travel community amongst other communities needs to hear. And I guess people can have different perspectives, but looking at it from the individual upwards for me has always seemed to be. The point of most leverage because everyone can find what works for them in their world to get the solutions that enable them to be the best they can be so I love it. Can I just
1: just check one thing in there as well which is one thing that frustrated me a little bit was when we talk about well-being programs, there was always this thought of, yeah, so long as the hotel's got a gym or they've got a swimming pool, then we're checking that box, right? And that that did get me a little bit wound up because that is the point I just made is there's a lot of people that would never go in a gym. Yeah. There are a lot of people who swim. So so it's great and very nice. I like it. Great idea. But if people don't use them anyway, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so
0: much so. Yeah. There we go definitely okay so wrapping things up now matthew um Thanks. i'd like to ask you and the, the there's another caveat no the, the caveat yeah. is i know your first business trip was to chicago so oh, yeah it was yeah <laughs> oh, barring God, yeah. chicago yeah what is your favorite destination and oh. why
1: well you know what I'm I'm a man of very simpler sort of things um i I'm I'm in love with France I oh. I genuinely love France it's so accessible and there's a big reason why I'm in love with France because my wife is French and oh. she's from the south of France and not albeit a lot of people think wow south of France that's really fancy that's really not that part of that's not <laughs> south of France that's side the south is down the middle of it um so sort of Montpellier and in the sort of Languedoc region and we're actually going there I know this is going out later but we're actually flying there tomorrow morning for a wedding and it's the most incredible thing we haven't been to a wedding in France for a few years French weddings are just something to behold because they are (laughs) very uh, social and there's lots of people there it's going to be well it's already beautiful weather here but it's going to be stunning there um, yeah. So I would have to say, Chris, a simple thing. It's France for me. I I would. Yeah, I love it. I genuinely love it.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I haven't quite cracked the language barrier there, even though I've been a couple of times,
1: but uh, nice choice all the same. <laughs> I was melding that just in case it's just the audio. Uh, yeah, my wife, people ask me, how's my French? And I say, she's brilliant. She's really good. Um, my daughters, both my daughters are fluent in French as well. And I'm just a little bit, you know, I, I need a couple of, um, I, what should I say? I have to be careful, you know, a couple of drinks just to sort of <laughs> and I, then I start moving into the language.
0: All right, then. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Before we go, can I just... um ask you to let our audience know where they can find more about um, Simpler uh, and yourself, uh, your socials, whatever you would like to offer them so that they can uh, interact with you and, and your content
1: amazing yep yeah. so simple stuff it's the website is siMPila.com so that's nice and easy um but most of my conversation around sort of mental health well-being all the stuff happens on linkedin so if anybody wants to connect with me it's just under matthew holman um you can find me the guy with the white hair the white beard the white teeth and gosh yeah you know <laughs> so i guess i stand out a little bit on there um <laughs> right so yeah it'd be lovely to get more people following Excellent. Well said. And sorry, I just have to. Have you always been, you know, white? and, and well, all I, this... When I was a baby, I was well... blonde. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be blonde. Then I went sort of brunette. I feel like I've been through like the spectrum of colours. Um, yeah, I started going grey, silvery grey when I was about 17. Wow. wow. What a distinguished look you have, sir. Thank you. People keep telling me they pay a lot of money for this colour, but exactly. I can't give it to them, can I? So <laughs> All right, then. Thank
0: you very much for joining me today in this conversation. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sure our audience will too. And I look forward to inviting you back uh, in the future to discuss more what's happening um, in mental health and neurodiversity. Thanks a lot, Matt. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers.